The Ordinary Discussion Podcast. I wonder if when you when you think of success, how much of it is earthly minded versus heavenly minded. And then I wonder if you really take time to think about it, if you really take time and really share your heart on paper, like write it down, like, like I mentioned before, like actually write down what is success for you. I wonder if you wouldn't find that a lot of the earthly things that you think are success are, are not on that list. I, w- I wonder if a lot of the things that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for are no longer on that list. What's up, Ordinary Discussions? Welcome. Yeah, I'm out of breath. <laughs> you want to find out why? You got to listen to this podcast. But guys, welcome. I have uh, three very special guests with me today on this podcast. Uh, Landa, Limer, and uh, and Linder. And uh, if it's bad enough that I couldn't remember their names, they can't speak. So, probably going to be an interesting podcast. <laughs> Having guests that can't... Oh! Landa is making noise. Let's see if we can catch that. Did you make it? All right, so tune in to hear what our guests have to say and why I have three random guests with me. And uh, hey, I have wanted to do a backcountry podcast for a couple years now. I did a couple, uh, I think two years ago, and uh, I just felt like I had a really good reason to do one today. So uh, if you want to hear what I learned in the backcountry elk hunting, stay tuned. Uh, It should be an enjoyable podcast. And uh, hey guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you would, like, subscribe, comment, share, uh, give us a thumbs up, do all those things that will help us in our ratings and YouTube and podcast platforms. And uh, as as always, thank you so much for listening and uh, love to have feedback from you. So until further ado, uh, let's get this party started. do this. Jeremy McCommons here, as I said before, with Lindo, Landa, and Limer back in the backcountry of Colorado. I'm at about 11,000 feet of elevation, and uh, my special guest today, sorry about this wind, I can't really control that very much, Uh, not necessarily studio quality here, but uh, hey, the reason I have three special guests is because I was very successful uh, yesterday in harvesting uh, a bull elk. So shot a nice six by six bull elk with my bow and uh, I went and got these three special guests which are llamas. So they're pack llamas and uh, they will help me get this meat out of the mountains because it's about, I don't know, 150 pounds of meat or so I've got to get out of here. So I could either do four loads on my back and kill myself or I can use these beautiful animals uh, to do so. So, uh, <laughs> so I think a couple of years ago, I did a podcast with Terry Recksteiner. If you haven't listened to that, it was one of the first podcasts we ever did uh, in the back country. I did one with Matt Iverson, and I've just really enjoyed these. I actually had a lot of people request, hey, when are you doing another back country podcast? I probably get more comments on these than any others. <clears throat> of course, production level is very low, and uh, we're just speaking from the heart no notes, unscripted, the whole nine yards. But, you know, I had great success last night. And uh, as I went to bed last night, I was just thanking the Lord and uh, 
you know, it's really hard, uh, not pat myself on the back, but maybe a little bit. It's really hard to harvest an elk with a bow. Uh, the unit I'm in is about eight to 9% success. So you can do the math, eight to nine people out of a hundred uh, get to harvest an animal. And uh, that includes cows and bulls. Of course, I made it a little harder on myself going for only bulls. That's the male species with the antlers. And then I even made it harder on myself to try to kill a six by six, which means six points on each side or better. That just represents a mature animal of the species. And, and I just really wanted to, to try to accomplish that. So, um, but doing it by yourself uh, adds a whole nother dynamic because normally, see these elk are really vocal this time of year and they'll, they'll be calling, they'll, they'll bugle. Um, and if you don't know what an elk bugle is, you should Google it. Uh, it's, it's an unbelievable sound. Uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy that an animal like a deer elk would make a, a sound such as that. But um, once, once you locate them bugling, then you call them. But see, these animals are really smart and, and they'll get just close enough to, to see where, that, where your bugle, where your calls are coming from. And then they'll stop, which is normally just outside of bow range. Bow range, you know, ethically is 50, maybe 60 yards. I like it to be 30, 40 yards. And so, you know, these, these elk will hold up at 70, 80 yards. They'll look, they'll look around, you can see them, and then they'll just turn and walk away because they obviously didn't see an elk making that noise. So, you know, they were on to, to what was going on. And so it's, it's quite difficult. It's, it's a little easier, not easy, but a little easier when you have somebody with you because they'll be calling behind you maybe 100 yards and then you'll go 50 yards in front of them. Now when that elk comes, to check out he's right in range 20 30 yards and you can make that that shot and harvest the animal um so anyhow i was fortunate enough to do it by myself uh last night which is uh you know i'm just proud of that and um and it was awesome but you know i give all glory to god I, it was interesting i i sent a text out to some friends of mine and uh i i referenced psalms 5 i think it's psalms 5 um and uh, where David says, Lord, you surround the righteous as with, uh, with favor, as with a, as with a shield. Uh, you, I just butchered that. <laughs> Lord, you surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. And I just love that verse. And I, I sent those to, that to the guys and I said, guys, I'm righteous only because of Christ. I'm not saying I'm righteous because of myself, but I'm just praying for favor. I'm praying that he'll uh, surround me with favor as with a shield over this coming couple days. I only had two days to hunt. And, um, and he did. And uh, it was cool because when I, when I did harvest the animal, I was able to text some guys when I came out of the mountains today to get the llamas. And, you know, several of them were like, man, what an answer to prayer. You know, prayer works. And so, you know, I just really want all that I do to give God the glory. I would rather err on the side of giving him glory for everything. <laughs> and uh, even if, if he wasn't involved, which I believe he always is, and uh, I, I would rather err on that side. So why am I making this podcast? Well, I'm making the podcast because as I was thinking about success, you know, this is a very different season than I had a couple years ago. A couple years ago, I had a great season. Uh, I was into a lot of animals, but I made a bad shot on an animal and um, never, never did find him. And then I missed an animal and it, I almost like let it define me. It was really weird how I, I, I really got down and out because I, I wasn't able to accomplish what I felt like was success, which was harvesting this animal. Part of the thing was I wanted to go 10 for 10. 10 years, 10 harvest with a bow on a bull elk. 
um, and and that that blew that opportunity. Um, now, of course, I had the opportunity to take to to, to harvest those animals. I I, I messed it up, <laughs> so uh, I was frustrated by that. But but I really let it bother me. As weird and as funny as that sounds to to those of you that don't hunt, but you guys can you guys can think of an accomplishment, a goal that you had that maybe you were so close to accomplishing, and then it just didn't happen. And you know that could happen in sports. It could happen in our activities. It could happen in finances. Uh, it could happen in relationships. Wh- whatever that is. And then we, we allow this thing that we were chasing, the success, to then define us. But, you know, this season, I, I completely had a different attitude. Uh, truth be known, I missed a bull earlier in the, in the hunt. I hit a limb, uh, had some other mishaps, some things that would normally really get me down. And uh, this time I, I, just, I, I just smiled and moved on and, and said, well, you know, it just gives me more time to be in the woods. And I think that's because I, I define success differently. Um, this time being in the woods, being in nature, uh, interacting with the animals, uh, having time alone with myself and, and with God and, and all those things, that's what I considered success. Um, you know, it wasn't the harvest. The harvest was just the icing on the cake. But I could go without harvesting and still feel successful this year. And that was just a mindset change, right? And um, so you guys are probably like, well, I could care less about your hunting <laughs> and what you find success. But, you know, I, I think this goes much deeper, and this is what I want to do this podcast on, is what do you what, what do you define as success? And have you defined success in your life? It's like, honestly, ask yourself right now, have you defined success for your life? By the way, this is just so funny to me. I'm, I'm sitting at 11,000 feet with three llamas, uh, <laughs> uh, elk quartered out in bags, and sitting on the side of the mountain, literally in the dirt, and I'm talking about defining success, but <laughs> I just love this. I, I just, I love being up here. I love hearing the wind blow, the, the birds chirping. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear all that, but um, it's just amazing uh, that I can do this. There's no cell phone coverage. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no nothing. And I can still uh, record this podcast. So anyhow, <laughs> a little digression, but uh, I, I just felt like the context of where I'm at and what we're talking about is kind of funny. But I, 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 I prompt you to ask yourself, have you defined success? Because a lot of us will, will talk about, I've been successful, I'm looking for success, this, success is that. But I wonder if you've actually written it down. Like, have you actually taken time to write down what success is in your life? And I think it's really, really important for several factors. I think it's important, this isn't primary, but secondarily, it's important because if you don't define success, then you'll let small failures or possibly what you consider a failure keep you from happiness. Like, like, like that year, I, I missed those elk, right? I was all down. I was really frustrated. And it's not, it may sound like a petty thing, but just, just an example since I'm in the elk woods. But I let that... I let that really upset me, but what if I defined success differently? What if it was spending time with my buddy in the woods and, and spending time with myself and God and, and interacting with animals and having opportunity to be active and, and, and doing something that very, very few people get to do. And, you know, I, I could go on and on and on. What if I said that was success? And then, you know, if it, if, if, if it happened, I, I, would, I would harvest an animal, right? Not that I wouldn't try hard, but that, that, that was just the icing on the cake, but that wasn't success. 
But see, I didn't define it that way this, that year. This year I did. And so I had a much more enjoyable time. In fact, my wife even said when I came back from a hunt previously this year that she's like, your attitude is just so different. Um, you missed an animal a couple years ago. You were a bear to be with. This time, you, you know, you're just yourself. And I told her it's because I define success differently. So what if we looked at our lives? Like how many times are we spending our lives frustrated, down and out, you know, in a funk because something isn't going quite the way we think when in, in actuality, it may not even be success for us. It may not even be something that when we really sat down and thought about it, it was something that really mattered. And so I think that, you know, a great way to start in defining success is, is what success is not, right? Because uh, it's very hard to say, well, success is, and then think of all the things that would make you successful. Because what you find, what I found is I started writing down and, and thinking of things that really in the end were not things that really mattered to me in success. And so like, here's, here's my, I, I actually wrote mine down. I have it in my notes on my phone, uh, what success is. And I, I mean, it's, it's long, uh, it's, it's paragraphs, what success is. But, but at one point I say, I go on this tangent about what success is not. And so I say success is not, and then dot, dot, dot. Success is not more money, a bigger house, a nicer car, more influential friends, a bigger title, speaking engagements, podcast listens, invites to the next event, quote unquote, approval from the world. It's not a six pack, <laughs> thank God, because I'd be in trouble. It's not being the richest, the coolest, the funniest. Success is being me, being comfortable with being me, living my life without worries about what everyone else wants for me. It's a life lived unhurried and on purpose. It's time alone, time with family, time in the woods, time with God. So that's a very small portion of what success means to me, but it, but it helped me to talk about what success is not. Of course, I have paragraphs before that, what, what, what it, it means to me and what it is. And so the other reason, the primary reason I want to do this podcast is I think there's uh, a huge warning in the word of God about success and, 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 and being, being careful about how we define success. And so, um, you know, <laughs> my pastor said it this Sunday, uh, before I came into woods, uh, I was at church and he said, uh, you know, there's a quote, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And he said, that's the stupidest quote I've ever heard. <laughs> and, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but it really is a stupid quote because I've never met somebody that's so heavenly minded that they were no earthly good. People that are heavenly minded are, are immensely earthly good. Now, the world may not think they are, right? The world may say that they're just kooky and they're, and they're Jesus freaks and they're holy rollers. But really, those are the people that make the greatest impact in our world is the people that are heavenly minded. And he said, in fact, what we have is we have people that are so earthly minded that they're no heavenly good. And I wonder, that, that, that's what, that, part of that sermon got me thinking about this, this, this topic of what is success. Uh-oh, I just looked over at my llama's window, window's lead, the thing that I called a leash, whatever, lead, just fell down the tree and he was kind of stuck. That could have caused a rodeo. Anybody ever had a rodeo with horses or llamas? Sorry, guys. I'm literally messing with a llama as I'm doing a podcast. Isn't that awesome? I love it. That's success to me. <laughs> All right, Lindo. 
Oh, it's not Lindo, it's Linder. <laughs> I said it wrong, Linder. Whatever, I'll have these llamas for one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll forget my name before this evening. They don't even know my name. Um, but don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. And that got me thinking on this piece of success because I wonder, I wonder if when you, when you think of success, how much of it is earthly minded versus heavenly minded. And then I wonder if you really take time to think about it, if you really take time and really share your heart on paper, like write it down, like, like I mentioned before, like actually write down what is success for you. I wonder if you wouldn't find that a lot of the earthly things that you think are success are, are not on that list. I, w I wonder if a lot of the things that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for are no longer on that list. You know, there's a quote by Jim Carrey that, that I really like. And uh, just so you know, Jim Carrey, you guys know who Jim Carrey is, famous comedian, actor, says he's worth around 180 to 200 million, according to Google, which, you know, I'm sure that's probably accurate. And, uh, you know, he has a quote that says, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed so they can see that it's not the answer. Now listen to that. Think about that when you think about success. He says this is not success. He says this is not the answer. Right? So think about it. He says, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Right? So if that's not the answer, then what is the answer? And, and the great news is we have the answer in the Word of God. We, we, have, we have the answer all throughout the Word of God. And the problem is we become so earthly minded that maybe we're not so heavenly good. And so what if success for you looked more um, more spiritually minded? What, what if it had to do a lot more with the, the kingdom of heaven instead of this kingdom on earth? What if, what if it allowed you to stop and think that it's not about another dollar, it's about more time? You know, uh, Tim Ferriss talks about trading a renewable resource for a non-renewable resource. And he says, money is a renewable resource. We would all have to agree with that. Money is renewable. You can go make more tomorrow. You can go work overtime. You can get a job. You can make an investment. Um, you can make more money. So that would make it renewable. The thing that is not renewable is time. We have a very limited, scarce, there's a scarce amount. And what you get is what you get. So he says, anytime you can take a non-renewable resource and trade it for a I'm sorry, a renewable resource and trade it for a non-renewable resource that you should do it, right? And so I think when I think about, um, when I think about people and success and, and their definition of success, I meet so many very wealthy businessmen that are still spending hours and hours and hours a day trading, trading a non-renewable resource for a renewable resource. And, and I think it's partly because they haven't stopped to ask themselves what success is. Or maybe they have, but they don't have a greater purpose in life. They don't have faith. They don't have this relationship with Christ, this, this hope of eternity, this, this kingdom that is outside of this earth, this, this, this heavenly kingdom to focus on. And so they just keep going back to the thing that they feel like makes them successful. And, uh, and I would say, if you're listening to this podcast, that most likely you're a believer, you believe in Jesus and, and, and you're following him. And that success for you should look a lot more like kingdom-minded work than earthly-minded. And, you know, I'll just say, um, let's, let's look at Matthew 6, 19 through 21. So you guys got to bear with me. I'm recording on my phone 
I'm looking it up on my phone. Here we go. So this is, these are Jesus' words, treasures in heaven. So Jesus says in verse 19, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? So what does Jesus say? <laughs> I think we should listen to him when it comes to success. Right? Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, but instead store up treasures in heaven where they do not. Right? So he, he would say, well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having, I think Jesus would say, there's nothing wrong with having things, but you better make sure that's not where your heart is. And so if success to you is defined by more money, more money, more money, then you may want to ask yourself if that's really where your focus should lie, right? It doesn't mean it can't be part of it, but should that be your primary focus? Another verse I wanted to read was Mark 10, 29 through 31. So let me go there. Truly I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children's, and fields, along with persecutions in the coming age of eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. So Jesus says, no one who has left home or brother or sister or mother or father or children or filled for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. So what does Jesus says? He says, uh, if you want to find true success, then it probably requires some sacrifice here on earth. We're talking about finances. We're not only talking about finances. We're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about it may be goals, it may be aspirations, it may be hobbies, it may be who knows what, what you may have to give up. But it's a hundredfold, a hundred times return. Imagine if I told you right now, hey, I have an investment guaranteed 100x, guaranteed 100x in your lifetime, uh, no risk of failure, uh, would you invest in that? And I think you would make a great sacrifice to invest in that. And so then... Um, I'm almost done here. Uh, one more verse, and that is Matthew 13. Um, it's a parable of the sower. So let me go there, Matthew 13. So I, I think this is very interesting. I've read this. I've read this parable so many times and, and never noticed it until a couple years ago. So this is where Jesus is talking about a farmer that went out and sowed some seed. Some fell in a rocky place. Uh, the sun came up and scorched it. Others fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plant. Still others fell on good soil, produced good crop, 160, 30 times what was sown. And he says, whoever has ears, let them hear. So if you are listening to this podcast, then you have ears, so let you hear. <laughs> uh, so then Jesus says, let me explain this to you. Okay, so then he goes on to talk about the seeds. And then he talks about, this is the seed sown along the path. But the one I want to talk about... Okay, here it is. It's verse 22, Matthew 13, verse 22. He says, The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of life choke the word, making it unfruitful. Okay, I actually left out a part because I feel like that I always left that out when I read it. So what does Jesus actually say? He says, The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life, which we all have, 
and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. So what chokes the word? The worries of this life. How many of us spend so much time worrying? Some of that is because we don't define success properly, right? And then what's the other? And the wealth the deceitfulness, not just wealth, the deceitfulness of wealth, right? Choke it out, making it unfruitful. It doesn't mean, it doesn't say that that, that, that seed didn't grow. It didn't say that it, it went away, it died. It just says it became unfruitful. And my gosh, man, who listening to this podcast wants to get to heaven and find out that your life was unfruitful because you let the deceitfulness of wealth and the worries of this world choke you out. And like, man, I've read that parable so many times and I never let it sink in the deceitfulness of wealth. Man, I get it now. I, I understand it. Like the wealth is so deceitful. And here's what I mean. I've talked to so many businessmen and women, right? That are highly successful people. Some Christians, many not. And there's a conversation that is had often. And it's like, what's, a, what's enough? When's enough enough? When is enough enough? I've had, it, I've had it mentioned to me many times. People just talk, when's enough enough? And it always changes. It, it, what's enough enough when you're 20 is not the same when you're 30, is not the same when you're 40, is not the same when you're 50. I assume I'm 44, so I'll find out when I'm 50. But it just changes. It changes with your lifestyle. It's deceitful. You always think there's a point where you're going to make it. There's this point that I'm going to make it. When I get here, I'm going to, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have, I'm going to have everything I need. I'm going to be happy. I'm just going to settle down and I'm going to enjoy myself. But I find no one doing that. I find, I find so, oh, should I say, so few people actually doing that. And it's because wealth is deceitful. It deceives us. It makes us think that there's somehow some happiness in, involved in, in wealth and there's not. And, uh, well, there's happiness, but you get what I'm saying. It doesn't bring joy. It doesn't bring the peace that you think it's going to. And it always changes. The number always changes. Hey, one second. I got, I got some llamas kicking around over here. What's he freaking out about? It's Landa. Hey, Landa, what are you doing? <laughs> this is distracting. I'm trying to do a podcast here. I got llamas, like, going nuts. Landa, come on, chill out. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love this, guys. I absolutely love it. I'm so happy. But hey, I'm going to wrap this up and just say this. Define success for yourself. Because remember, you know, the deceitfulness of wealth. Let's go back to that. What does Jim Carrey say? Jim Carrey, one of the most successful people I know, says, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. So take it from somebody that's done it, right? And let's, let's, let's uh, take time and to define success in our lives. And yes, it could, it could have something to do with money. Absolutely. It could have something to do with... Um, notoriety or whatever whatever is in your career or whatever you're striving towards but let that not be the primary focus let the primary focus be on impacting the kingdom of god let's build up treasures in heaven where moth and vermin cannot and do not destroy guys anything that we build here on earth there, there's no true legacy like we think that there's true legacy it's like well, what are you gonna have a football field named after you <laughs> what, do you have a building named after you i mean i think about all the colleges all the, all the buildings in college, they were all named after somebody. And I'm sure this was a great guy. Zane Shoker uh, was the business, the building for the business uh, college at James Madison. I'm sure Zane Shoker was a great guy. But to be honest with you, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he did. I, like having your name, something named after you does not mean you have per se legacy. The only true way to create legacy is to leave a, a, a lasting impact 
for the kingdom of God on this earth. And that's by investing in others, investing in our children, our family, investing in others. And I, I think it's done through discipleship. And the more that we intentionally engage in relationship with others, the more that we can build up treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy. And guys, that is success. <laughs> like if you, if, when I look at people and think of who is successful, it's not the guy that has a hundred million dollars that's still working every day that, that has a jet, but he's obligated to everything. It's, it's the person that's living in the perfect peace of Christ and that has their perspective and focus right. And so hopefully this encourages you. Hopefully it made sense. I had no notes to go off of. <laughs> so I'm kind of winging it. And hopefully you guys can hear the joy in my voice as I'm on this mountain. I'm having such a great time. I'm, yes, I'm by myself. And, uh, I, you know, they, there's a quote in a, in a movie. What is it? The, um, gosh, what's the movie in Alaska where the kid lives in a bus? Uh, but he, he says, um, can't think of the movie. Leave a comment. Leave a comment and tell me what that movie is. But he says uh, in, in his journal, he says, happiness is not truly happiness unless it's shared. And so I'm sharing it with you. It makes me happy to be able to talk about it, to share it with you guys. Hopefully you got something out of this. And uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. Until next time, let's do this. Hey, say goodbye, boys. Landa, Lima, and Linder. <laughs> They're like over here chewing their cud. You should see their teeth. They're crazy. I'll put some pictures on the podcast. <laughs> see you guys.